Hi there, and welcome to episode 28 of the LDS Study Session. Matt Roberts here, um, and I wanted to uh, continue on uh, with our study this week of the Come Follow Me uh, section for this week, found, uh, scheduled for June 24th to June 30th, found in Matthew 28, Mark 16, Luke 24, and John 20 to 21, He is Risen. Now, we have uh, began this week by looking at the resurrection of the Saviour, and uh, just kind of the the meaning it has for followers of, of Jesus Christ. Uh, and now we look at the section that is entitled, We Can Invite the Saviour to Abide With Us. And this focuses on the um, the account of the road to Emmaus and the two disciples on this road who uh, meet the Saviour. And I find this a really, really fascinating uh, an account um, because this experience of the two travelling disciples who meet the resurrected Saviour obviously have parallels uh, with our own discipleship. But there's a few interesting um, things that happen in this account as well, which are really interesting. Uh, And so kind of considering what this means for us, uh, let's dive into it. So in Luke 24, verse 13, we read about these two two disciples. And then Jesus uh, comes towards them and starts and asks them, you know, what are they talking about? now, I find it interesting that, first of all, that the Saviour comes to them and he comes at a point where, in verse 14, it says, and they talked together of all these things which had happened. So Jesus came to, to them as they were discussing the things of the gospel. They were talking about um, that the Saviour, you know, that they had found that the Jesus of Nazareth had been crucified and also that, um, you know, he was apparently his body had vanished and they were talking about these things so they were discussing it, the principles of the gospel things that, about the saviour and then coincidentally the saviour arrives now first of all i think there's a lesson that we can learn already that you know we know we know the scripture and i'm going to paraphrase it badly here where two or three witnesses are gathered in my name there i will be or, or you know the script how the scripture goes and I think that this is another example of this. If these two disciples were not discussing the Saviour and were talking about something else, would he have come at that moment? You could argue probably not. Um, but there's something else that's really interesting here. When they answer, it says in verse 18, And the one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered and said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? Um, so obviously he's a bit surprised that this uh, person hasn't heard about what's happened. But what I found even more interesting is the name Cleopas. Firstly, why is he named and not the other one? Uh, that did cause me to, to wonder a while ago. And I studied into the footnote that's given in, in this uh, scripture. And it leads us to John chapter 19, verse 25. And in John chapter 19, verse 25, it is sharing the account of the crucifixion. And it says in verse 25, now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother, and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. So if you look here at this Cleophas mentioned in John chapter 19 verse 25, um, Cleophas is in effect uh, Jesus's uncle uh, by marriage. Now obviously Cleophas and Cleopas are spelt differently, but when you look into kind of the translations and the current scholarly kind of research into the translation of these two Cleophases or Cleopasses, um, they are meant to be the same person, which makes this even more fascinating because, in effect, Jesus has come to these two disciples on this road 
and one of them is his uncle by marriage. Now, obviously, he doesn't recognise him, and you could argue, you know, while this isn't particularly a unique circumstance, I mean, just before, Mary Magdalene was at the tomb, uh, and she didn't recognise the saviour, she thought he was the gardener. Now, obviously, Mary Magdalene was also at the, the, the crucifixion, so she was obviously one of Jesus' disciples, and so you would have thought she would recognise the saviour, but she didn't. And it kind of draws up this uh, question then of, well, why did these two people, uh, Mary Magdalene, one of Jesus' close disciples, and Cleopas, who was his uncle by marriage, why did these two people not recognise him? And obviously the, the, the answer comes later on in verse 31, where it says, And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And it kind of implies here that the Saviour being resurrected, it wasn't necessarily a... Um, a very physical thing that was noticeable you know it was possible that he was able to walk amongst people without being noticed as a resurrected being but what's also fascinating is that their eyes have to be opened to see it was him which again implies that the needs have the spirit with us and to tarry with us uh, just as the savior is invited to abide with them uh, in this in this example as we know the uh, the account continues on uh, the saviour teaches uh, the, the two brethren um, and says that you know the, the the prophets have talked about this and he and he he expounds unto them all the things in the scriptures concerning himself which again obviously you know indicates the value of the scriptures that the, the saviour himself places he uh, obviously when he goes to visit the nephites he talks about needing to record the words that have been said by prophets and so the saviour is very clearly teaching us in the bible and the book of mormon and also in the Doctrine and Covenants, where it talks about recording the revelations uh, that he gives to them, that a record of these things are, are, are so vital, because obviously that is how the information is passed on to future generations. And then, of course, after they have kind of had this discussion, uh, he was going to carry on, but then they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. Uh, and so this is quite interesting, because... You know, obviously, they've kind of listened to the testimonies of the people who were at the tomb. They've listened to the scriptures uh, that the Saviour taught, and they've also listened to him teach. And it's at that point that they, their eyes are opened. Um, and then it, the, the reaction to what has happened when he vanishes from them is fascinating once again. Because, um, again, it's, an, it's another example of how we should be uh, when we receive uh, an opening of our, our spiritual eyes. Um, it says in verse 33, And they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered together and them that were with them. Now we do know the distance between Jerusalem and Emmaus. That's pretty well documented. Not only can, can you research that uh, in terms of the, the knowledge of the old world and, and where these places are uh, online uh, very easily, but it's also uh, recorded uh, in the Bible itself, which is quite useful. Uh, it says that it's three score furlongs, and the distance of that is about 12 kilometres, uh, being between seven and eight miles. Now, obviously, that's whilst it's not a tremendous distance, it is certainly a substantial you know, walk. And so these disciples had obviously walked that 12 kilometres uh, towards uh, Emmaus and gotten there, and then they returned back that same hour to then talk to the... Um, to tell the disciple, other disciples what had happened, that they'd seen the Saviour. Uh, and of course, this indicates as us as disciples, as we 
invite the Saviour to abide with us and experience him. It kind of implies what we should do as a result of that. Anyway, I think I'm, I'm going to leave it there for today's session. Uh, but uh, this is really an interesting account. Uh, again, you know, it, it's a witness of a number of things which we need to take on board uh, about being disciples and how we can uh, really uh, come to be a better disciple of Jesus Christ, how we can learn more of him, invite him more into our lives, and then what we should do as a result of that. Uh, and it's got some interesting uh, insights there as well in terms of having our eyes spiritually open because I think that sometimes we miss things uh, in our lives if we're, if we're not uh, ready to, to listen to that spirit. So anyway, uh, thanks for you for listening. I appreciate your time to listen. Please share anything of your thoughts or interesting uh, things that you've studied uh, at Matt S. Roberts 90 and I would love to hear from you. Uh, and until we meet again. <laughs>